Well, my message traditional. My message is traditional masculinity. My message is to stand up and say what you mean and mean what you say. And even going to the gym nowadays is an act of defiance because when you have a man who's built with any degree of principle, you say no to things. And I think if I have to analyze my message and why I'm so disliked by the people who dislike me, it's not the things I'm saying. It's the fact that if you adhere to my principles and you adhere to the things I say, you end up being the kind of person who will resist certain ideas. You say no. What kind of man never says no? Name a man who never says no. Men say no, right? Men, men wake up and say no. I don't think that should be done this way. No, my children will not be taught that. No, the father's primary job. Absolutely. So when you say to men, listen, you're allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to have standards. You're allowed to have boundaries and barriers. You're allowed to get up and become important and work hard and try hard and become the kind of man who can't be controlled. Then you're seen as an enemy. And I, especially with the massive influence I've gained, I think they look at me and go, ah, he's he's helping men resist the slave program. We don't need him around. We need to empty their brains so we can inject the slave programming and convince men to be eunuchs. Because once you're eunuchs, then you're not a threat. I'm saying in the world we live in today, it's hyper competitive. And if you want to be the kind of man that has the choice of women to choose a good one, you need to be an excellent man. It's no longer acceptable for you to just be an average Joe or below average. You have to get up, and you have to work hard, and you have to be smart and interesting, and you have to be charismatic and make some money and be in good shape, and you have to try very hard. And unfortunately. For them, if you follow that path as a man and you become successful in those realms, you end up being the kind of person who resists enslavement. You become the kind of person who wakes up and says, "No, I don't believe in that. That doesn't make sense." I really do believe, and、I'm, I have nothing against the people who fell for the propaganda, fell for the programming. Yes, the yes, I agree. Fine, but you should wake up and say, "I was fooled. I've learned my lesson. I will not be fooled again." You continue to be fooled, and you've not self-reflected, and you've not realized that they lied to you the entire way, and you now believe the new bunch of lies that are all over the television. There's something wrong with you. I think a lot of this is actually genuinely cowardice. I think it's a very easy worldview. The life is easier if you accept the news tells the truth. Yes. Everything they want me to believe is true. Everything's nice and simple. Good guys, bad guys. Doop do 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 do. And if you want to actually wake up, it takes a degree of bravery because then you have to destroy your entire worldview, everything you've ever understood, and everything you're told, and you have to really look at the world and go, oh, this is a mess. And that takes bravery. And once again, that's why they don't want men to be brave. They want you to sit there and go. Oh, it's easier if just you know, CNN said, so it must be true. And it's it's cowardice, and they're trying to instill cowardice in all of us. That's that's what they're they're trying very hard to do. And I think even just me as a person, the people who hate me, my detractors who dislike me so much, even if I say nothing, I just turn up, big, bald, strong, fast car. But you know, it's just me. I'm I'm like the enemy to them, because I I symbolize. Men who don't comply, and not don't comply in a, a in a negative law-breaking way, but don't comply in a if we don't agree with that or we don't see common sense in that, we're going to politely decline. But I believe it's a test, and I believe it's my job to pass the test for my ancestors and for people watching over me and for God. And I think I have to do the absolute best I can possibly do in the scenario and the circumstance, regardless of whether I win or lose. I still believe I'm going to win because I've seen the case file and I've seen that no laws have been broken. But even in the very unfortunate circumstance that this matrix attack goes deep enough to throw me into a jail cell, I think I should handle it like a man. I think I should stay and finish the process, and I should walk with my head held high and suffer as much as I need to suffer to stick by my convictions and know that I'm an innocent person. And I refuse to break. I refuse to cry. I refuse to be depressed about it. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to smile regardless. And regardless of what happens to me, I want everyone to know that 
one, I would never kill myself, and two, I think that as a man, there's always going to be a degree of pain and suffering in your journey. I don't think you're ever going to become a successful man or be good at being a man without pain and suffering. And there's many times in my life where something terrible happened to me, and at the time, if I could change it, I would have, but retrospectively, you kind of look back and go, you know what, that was formulative for me. That is what God decided I needed to become who I became. So all of the pain and all the suffering I've ever gone through in my life ended up, in the end, building me into the person I am, and I'm proud of who I am. So if God decides I need to go back to a Romanian dungeon for however many days, then all I can do is accept it, and accept his plan, and accept this, and make me a better person. And, and so you it. see the hand of God in your life? Absolutely. So to be a successful man, because let's, let's break this down a little bit further. Success is the most overused word. Because we talk about success. Oh, this guy, is, he's really successful. Not these motherfuckers are successful. So let's say I'm working at a company. Yeah, I'm the big boss. Let's say I'm a guy. I go college. I go university. I go to this company. I work, I work, I work. I become a manager. I'm on 150000 a year. I got a company BMW. And I wear a suit. And everyone at my job does as I say. By all measures, I'm successful. But here's the truth. When I leave that company, no one gives a fuck about me. I'm a nobody outside of that one building where I'm a little bit important. My wife doesn't want to suck my dick because I'm fat, because I didn't have time to train, so all I did was work. I got a BMW. BMW. I didn't even consider that a car. BMW. That's not a luxury car. That's fucking basic. I'm pushing supercars. Success for a man actually comes in many realms. It's, not, it's actually nothing to do with being good at your job. Having money, yeah. You don't have to be good at your job to have money. So, how do you be successful as a man? We'll talk about it. First thing, you need freedom. Because you ain't a man if you're not free. If you're working your ass off, you're a slave. And you may sit there and go, I'm not a slave. I get paid really well. Listen, the slaves got free food and free shelter in exchange for work. Now, all they've done is got rid of the food and shelter deal give you dollars, which you spend on food and shelter. And you basically have nothing left. So you're still a fucking slave. So first thing you need is freedom. If you're not free, you're not a man. First thing, you're not a successful man. So you should always be working towards freedom. And I mean freedom with your time. Do what you want. Freedom with your location. Go where you want. There's a riot. Cool. Go in Tokyo. See you later. Bye. Go into Australia. See you later. Bye. Freedom, one thing. The next thing that constitutes success as a man is your network. Who are you talking to? Who are these people? Who will answer your phone calls? Listen, I've got two phones right here. And I can call one of many multi-millionaires. And when they see my name, they're going to pick up the phone. They're going to be like, oh shit, Tate. Oh wait, guys, wait, wait. They're going to stop their conversation and be like, whoa, fuck, Tate wants. What's up, Tate? Because they know I don't call for no bullshit. They'll be like, fuck, money, money, money phone trade. So I can call multi-millionaires right now. I can have the best idea in the world. I can call a bunch of multi-millionaires right now and say, look, I need 100 million. Here's my idea. Boom, 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 boom. We can make something happen. You can't do that. I can do that. Freedom network. And then you get into the aesthetics of life. For people to view you as successful, you need good body language. You need physical presence. A man who's not dangerous, a man who has no physicality, will never be seen as successful. 
Oh, I'm successful. I'm rich. And I go to, yeah, but I'll, I'll break your neck. Look how big my hand is. I'm going to grab you by your neck and choke you till you die. Then what? Who's successful now? I'm breathing and you're not. So I'm more successful than you. So you can't be a little bitch. So these are the things you need to be a high value man. Because if you have all those things and then you get some money and you have geographical and time freedom, you're now genuinely successful. That by simply understanding what you need and only discussing and talking about the things you know you need, you'll end up having the things you know you need. That's it. I went to Google and I typed in how to learn how to be a man. And a bunch of crap came in. A bunch of junk. Men need to cry more with their feelings. It's like, what is, no. I'm trying to find out how to get money, get mafia contacts. I want to be 33 living in Romania in a mansion with my friends with supercars owning casinos. That's what I wanted to be. So how do I get I'm typing how to be a man. To be a man, you need to cry more. Everyone's talking about being a bunch of pussy shit. Like, no, no, it's not what I want. Who remembers the Matrix when Neo sat in the chair and they downloaded it into his brain and he woke up and goes, I know Kung Fu. And he went and fought Morpheus. I was like, this is what I need. I need someone to download into my brain. How do I make money? What's the correct body language? How do I train so I look dangerous? How do I get a network of important people? I was trying to find this information and it didn't exist. Do you make your own luck? Do you have luck? Are you lucky to be a millionaire? What do you think about luck? How's it playing to your life and becoming who you are? I'm absolutely, I consider myself extremely lucky. Okay. But I also do believe you make your own luck. And I also do believe in any scenario you can view yourself as lucky or unlucky, right? I view myself as lucky. We're all lucky. We're all lucky. Like bacteria could have stole our eyesight, right? Yeah. Could have got a car crash last week. We're all here, we're all alive, we're all breathing. So on some level, we're all, we're all lucky. And I believe if you view yourself as a lucky person, it's a more positive way to go through the world. Why, why on earth are you gonna go through life and believe you're an unlucky individual? Yeah. I, I don't see how that can benefit. It's a shit attitude. What, what, why would you think, it's kind of crazy, because I say this, the number one thing people don't have control of in their lives is their mind. But what's funny about that is, the only thing in life you can truly control is your mind. You can't control other people. You can't control the weather. You can't even control your health. Your heart might stop beating. You don't make it beat. It just goes, so it's gonna turn off one day. The only thing you can control in, the, in your life is what you think in your mind. So if you're gonna sit there and go, oh, I'm sad. Well, you, you can change that if you actually try, but you don't, you just accept it, right? So people have lost control of, of their own minds. And I don't understand why you would allow your mind your own mind to take power from you. Why would you believe in your, let your own mind convince you you're not a lucky person or I'm not this or I'm not confident? Why would you let your own mind sabotage you? Why wouldn't you reprogram your own mind to be on your team? Should be your ally, right? My mind is my ally. You can put me, you can dump me in the fucking Arctic circle to die. Two days later, I'm coming to your house, knocking on the door with three girlfriends and a Cadillac. I'm not gonna sit there and go, shit, I'm, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna be like, okay, Andrew, you're the man. I don't know if, what the fuck we're gonna do, but you're gonna pull this off. I really believe in that irrational self-confidence yeah. to some degree. The world is, is full of cowards. People are absolutely not really cowards. And that can only end when everybody stands up and stops agreeing and playing this game. It stops being cowards. We need mass numbers of people to say, no, I'm allowed an opinion. You know what, Nigel Farage, he says something that was really interesting. He was asked about who runs the world, and I guess the person was trying to set him up for a question about the elites. And he said, truthfully, I'll tell you who runs the world, we do. Because we decide how much of this crap we're gonna put up with.
The problem is we're putting up with too much of it. The problem is everyone's a coward. It really is truly crazy because fear has always been the control mechanism of man. The worst things that have ever happened in any society or any civilization since the dawn of fucking records has been done under the name of fear. Get the population afraid. But I think it's also a larger issue. I think that things like keeping sure, making sure people are semi-depressed, making sure people are divided, making sure people are selfish, making sure people are self-obsessed, they're trying to destroy people's will to stand up and, and care about anyone other than themselves. And as, as an adult, what you need to do is, is seriously analyze every strongly held belief you currently have and work out where it came from. Is it personal experience? Is it from somebody who I care about and who I trust? Is it from what the news has said? Why do I believe this so much? Why do I have an emotional response to this? Where did it come from? People don't do that. They just sit there, watch the news, watch social media. These people cannot think. You live through the last three years and you realize that, yeah, people can't think. There's a large contingent of the world that truly cannot think. This is just the bottom line of life. And, and it's kind of interesting because everyone pretends they give a fuck, but nobody does. If you ask a woman the kind of man she wants, she will never say depressed or sad, ever. She wants a man who is ultra capable, ultra competent. They don't have time for sad dudes. They don't care. So the world doesn't care. The world has never given a shit about sad men. So if you're gonna sit there and self-diagnose yourself as a sad man, you're gonna have a shit life and nobody's ever gonna give a fuck and you're gonna perpetually lose forever. And that is your decision. I am so scared of being that person. The idea of that terrifies me to the point where I don't even wanna accept that as a reality that can possibly exist. I don't give a shit what happens to me in my life. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care if the worst, most heinous things I could possibly imagine happen to me. I know that my sadness, my depression will be temporary because I will never stay a loser. It's against my creed, it's not in my DNA. It, of course it's garbage, yeah. absolutely. You've got to have winners, you've got to have losers. You have to lose to know how to win. It's true, and the natural state of man is a competitive state of man. That men have always been competing with each other. Even now, right now, we compete with each other. I don't buy Ferraris to drive fast. I do sometimes, but if I'm in London traffic, it's no. not to go quick. No. It's to show everyone else, I'm richer than them. That's what it is, it's a never-ending competition. I don't wear a big diamond Patek fucking half a million dollars to tell the time. I tell the time on my phone. <laughs> I do it because I'm loaded. And this is the, this is actually what's interesting about the world because the world's changed. Men used to go to war and fight each other in physical combat. And now we don't because we're more civilized in some, in some regards. That's violence is still the bottom line of society, but we try and avoid it. Men are constantly doing combat by showing each other how we can move world with money. We're, we're constantly in combat because of our status. 99% of what men do is for status. We want to be in good shape for status. We want the fast car for status. We want the nice house for status. We want the diamond watch. We want the hot girl. This is all for our status. Look at me, I'm the big dog. Mm. This is how we compete with each other. If you're gonna be a dude who pretends that's not true or be a dude who doesn't want to compete, your life's gonna fucking suck. Yeah. This, is, this is what men have always done. We've Friendly evolved. war. Completely. We've evolved to be in battle with mm. each other to some regard. Mm. And, and you look at the entire planet throughout history. Humans have always done this. It's just like, no, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. Okay, then let's find out who's the boss. Mm. And now we live in a world where I think that status is the new form of combat. And the true expression of testosterone is showing you can world the, move the world with money. This is why I do a lot of the things I do. When I show up to a hotel and every single member of staff panics and they're all standing there waiting only for me and no one else is allowed to walk in and all my cars are out front and Mr. Tate, Mr. Tate, Mr. Tate. That, that, that's, that's, war, that's winning. That's mm. what it is. That's the game. And, and I don't have time to even accept the idea of a reality where I can't create that for myself. It's the same fighting as the same as the real world. Brutal determination and con consistency is nearly impossible to be. I knew people who weren't that talented, but they were just at the gym every day. They just ran further, they just trained harder, 
and they just ended up being world champions. That's how it gets. You cannot beat consistency. The person who does what they're supposed to do day after day, regardless of how they feel, is going to be the person who wins. The people who are really the most successful in the real world are the people who wake up every day and work. If you're the person who wakes up, does work, is fantastic at it, but then takes three days off, you're going to lose. They say that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And it's completely true. You have to be consistent. You have to decide. Are you the kind of person who wants to make a lot of money in this life and live a life of freedom? Or are you the kind of person who wants to look back when he's 30, on his 20s, or 40 on his 30s, and look at that decade and go, what did I do with that decade? Well, I didn't get rich. I didn't travel the world and live like they do and take confidential. What did I do? Well, I had a day off here, a day off there, a bunch of nothing days that amalgamate into this decade of nothingness, and you're just wasting your time. If you want to win, you need to be consistent. You don't need to be the smartest, not at all. But you have to be the guy who's there day after day. And I guarantee you, I will guarantee you right now, IQ has nothing to do with how successful you'll be as a real person. What is going to determine how successful you're going to be is, are you there every single day? Are you doing what you're supposed to do day after day? I can also apply this to sales. I knew guys who were terrible on the phone. Back in my day, sales used to have to call companies. I was smooth. I was the best. We had people who were terrible. When I say terrible, I mean they had a thick Indian accent, didn't speak English that well, didn't know the script that well, didn't know the answers, but they were always in the top 20% of the company because they just hammered the phone. They just were on it. They needed to feed their family in Bangladesh. They didn't give a fuck. They were just calling. That's it, day after day. When you're on lunch break, he's on the phone. You can win with hard work alone. That's what's amazing about the universe when I say that. God will give you anything you truly want. If you truly want money and you truly try hard and you truly listen to us, you are going to have as much money as you could possibly ever desire. But if you think you want money, but you kind of want something else, or if you're arrogant, or if you're lazy, you're going to end up somewhere in the middle if you're lucky and talented. And if you're not talented, you're going to end up at the bottom. Majority of depressed people are men. Men suffer from depression more than females yep. because because a man's life is worse than a female's life. Facts. A man's life's much harder, right? Facts. Let me tell you something. Depression is not real. Feeling depressed is real. Mm, so you can feel you can feel depressed, but you feel depressed, and that is a natural biological evolutionary trigger for you to change something in your life. You're unhappy about X. If I went to jail today, I'd be depressed because I'm in jail. Right. I haven't caught depression. I don't have a disease. I'm just upset with my situation. Yep. I have people mess with me all the time. I'm fat and I can't get a girlfriend because I'm depressed. I'm like, no, you're depressed because you're fat and you can't get a girlfriend. Do you understand? This is the point, right? So for a lot of people, your life is depressing. A lot of you out there, if you're sitting there and you say you've suffered from depression, you probably live a depressing life. You probably live a depressing life. So if I was you, I'd be depressed. But if you were me, you'd be happy. You know what could solve depression for most poor people? A million dollars in the bank. Yeah. Boom. So how is it a disease? So when I say this to people, most of them agree and they go, okay, but if that's true, why do famous people kill themselves? And I say, well, I know you think you outsmarted me, but I'm Andrew Tate. <laughs> and I have the answer. The reason is, twofold. This absolute acceptance of depression and acceptance of weakness. When you accept anything, to a degree you're promoting it. Weakness is promoted now in men. Families in Syria. I say this there every are time. school buses being bombed in Yemen. There are people who lost their entire family in a car crash today. Everyone you love is in perfect health. You're a selfish idiot and this whole society of accepting depression. As soon as someone's depressed, instantly go to them. Oh, poor you. It's okay. We know you can't help it. You can't help it. Why are you telling people they can't help it? Why are you reinforcing that mindset in people? 
If you come to me and say you're depressed, I say, I will fix you. You're, and you know what's crazy? When I said this depression thing wasn't real, mm -hmm. do you know how many people stuck up for depression? You don't understand. I'm depressed. Depression's real. I was like, if it's so horrible, why are you defending it? You sound like it's PR team. Why, <laughs> like, what, I thought it was ruining your life, but you are desperate for me to believe in it. You want me to believe in it. You're sticking up for it. You're defending depression. Yeah. Try to convince me it's real because it's your cure-all excuse for failure. When you're depressed, you can fail in every human metric. I fail at everything. Thing, but I'm depressed. It's not my fault. No, you're a failure. That's all you are because you're not trying very hard. If you live in a house, I say this all the time. This is the reason I don't believe in depression. Because I don't believe in depression, I cannot become depressed. Yeah. No matter what the worst thing that could possibly happen to me on earth, I will feel sad, but I will recover and I will not become depressed because I don't believe in depression. If you're in an old haunted house, haunted house, right? You have two people in two haunted houses. One believes in ghosts and one doesn't. You hear some noise in the night. The wind blows, right? <laughs> The man who believes in ghosts is like, oh no, a ghost. Now he's scared, right? He wants an exorcist. He start, he can't sleep. He's scared about ghosts. He's paranoid. Did a, the guy who doesn't believe in ghosts goes wind, whatever, and goes back to sleep. Do you understand that it's the belief that gives it power? Right. If you don't believe in ghosts, the ghost can't hurt you. If you don't believe in depression, you can't become depressed. And I refuse to believe in something that's going to weaken me. Why would I believe in something that's going to weaken my ability to deal with problems in life? Why would I do that? I'm temporarily immortal. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yeah. I'm temporarily immortal, and I'm not going to waste my living years believing in things which take power from me, because mm -hmm. I'm not an idiot. So if you're going to sit there and go, depression is real, actually, you don't understand the problems I'm going through. You're a moron. You are a moron. And the great thing about morons is, as you lose, there's no light without dark, right? Mm -hmm. there's, there's no joy without pain. Of course. For me to be a winner, I need to, there needs to be losers. <laughs> I say that life as a man is exceptionally difficult. I say the most beautiful and the most terrifying thing about being a man is you're born without value. Society doesn't care about you. You're only going to be cared about based on how useful you are. You have the chance to build yourself up and become a superhero if you're prepared to do the hard work and be indefatigable enough to never quit. But if you're going to stand around and wait for a handout, nobody's going to ever respect you. And I think that a lot of people have forgotten about how difficult and how competitive it is as a man. We're always in constant competition with each other. And it's your duty as a man to stand up and say, I want to be as important and strong and good-hearted and God-fearing as possible. And I need to work hard to achieve those things. And the dangerous thing about overly emotional men is that they're dangerous. They're genuinely dangerous. This is what's crazy. All these people who talk about toxic masculinity and how bad it is for men to be traditionally masculine. A traditionally masculine man does things he doesn't feel like doing because it is his duty to do them. He charges into the building because it is his duty. Not because he feels like it, because it is his duty. We're now teaching the new generation of men that they don't have duty and they can just act on their feelings and act how they feel and they don't have to act as a man should. Do you know what happens when you get men who just act how they feel? You get school shooters, you get violence, you get rapists. Men who do not control their emotions are dangerous. If you find a man who is stoic, he's not going to hurt people. He's going to sit and think about his actions very carefully, and he's going to be a good man who protects and provides for his family. You find a man who just acts out on impulse and does whatever he feels like, you're going to find a dangerous man. Sitting here telling men to cry more and act with their feelings and it's okay to feel this way, that way, etc., and have no self-control. That is why we have the problems we have in the world. Absolutely nutly wrong. So when they talk about toxic masculinity, they have it completely inversed on its head. Completely nutly wrong. We need to be teaching stoicism. We need to be teaching young men to understand that the world is very, very difficult. It's hard to be a man. You're going to feel bad sometimes. You just suck it up and perform anyway. Not just sit there, you cry your eyes out or blame other people. Your enemy is the version of you which doesn't take shit. Your enemy is the version of you which goes to the gym every single day. And if you've done this correctly, then what you should be doing by now is thinking of him permanently. Every single time you go to the gym and you haven't done that one extra rep, you did. Every single time you don't feel like doing something, you have to think, yeah, but he would do it. If you truly constructed him the way you should, he should be crossing your mind with every single thing you do.
And this is why it's important to develop an ego. This is lesson two of Iron Mind courses, to develop an ego. Egos are extremely important. Egos have always existed. Throughout ancient history, men, kings, went to war and millions of people died because someone insulted him because of his ego. Egos are a natural human thing and they're extremely important. And the modern world tells men to not have an ego. And they do that because it makes you weak and easy to control. You can only have an iron mind if you are so sure of yourself, so egotistical that nobody can break it. So ego is extremely important. Your ego is based around beating this person. You get to go through life and be a nice guy to everyone else. People say don't have an ego because if you, they think that if you, they give you an ego, you have an ego, you're gonna be egotistical to the people you meet. I'm a nice guy to everyone I meet because they're not my enemy. I'm not combating against them. I'm a nice guy to every person. I'm a nice guy to every woman. I say please and thank you. I'm a nice person, but I do have a massive ego. But my ego comes into play when I'm fighting against my enemy. Who you built your enemy, he has a nice car because he has worked harder than you. So he has a nice car and you don't have one. Whose fault is it? There should be no reason, no excuse for you to not do everything that you believe you need to do to be the best person you can be if you've properly created this enemy. You've looked at this list, 25 to 30 points long, everything this guy does. And you should look at that list and think, fuck, this is who I'm competing against. I need to start getting my shit together. And, and your ego should stop you from wanting to lose. Otherwise, day after day after day, you are losing to this individual. This individual is beating you day after day after day. You can't let that happen. Your ego is extremely important. And you only have one person you're competing against. That's the person you created, which is nothing more than a better version of yourself. So day by day, you're losing this battle. And that should make you uncomfortable, it should make you nervous, it should make you anxious. So you start to feel that way, because this is the truth. If you've truly imagined who your enemy is, and you truly imagine you're beating you, you should not be able to relax. The fact that you can still sit and watch TV means you need to go back to the first video of this course and start again, and do it properly, and do it well enough so that you can no longer sit still. You look at yourself in the mirror and go, okay, yeah, I've got some muscle, but this guy, he's got real muscle. I've got a little bit of money. This guy, he, he hustles nonstop. He's on Twitter nonstop. He's starting businesses. He's learned how to make websites. He's trading crypto. He, he's got all of Tate's programs. He's got this, he's got that. You need to get your shit together. And if you do that properly, you'll start to feel nervous. You'll imagine the version of you that is as amazing as they could be. And then you look at yourself and you realize that you're failing. It's reality. And you sit there and go, fuck. 